When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here now, Dr. History. I got to turn your mic on first. You've only been doing this for 15 years. (laughs) Hang on a second. I don't push any buttons. Okay. Well, by the way, uh, this is nice having your son. It is. It's great. They've moved back here in the area. They love the small town atmosphere. Back from? Rexburg and Idaho Falls area. That's not exactly Chicago. Well, you know, know, but here it's... Here it's friends, you see, every time you go in the grocery store. Yeah, and besides that, the old man will pick up lunch time. <laughs> well, maybe once in a while. Okay. Burger King. <laughs> yeah, Burger Well, I like you. You really live high on the hog That's for your me. kids, yeah. I'll tell you that. Yep. Anyway, what's happening in your world of history? Well, I'm going to... Do you remember that old song about John Henry? No, the steel, steel driving man. Yeah, and then he went up against... Who recorded the song and made millions? Tennessee, Tennessee Ernie, Ernie Ford. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this is sort I think of. Jimmy Dean did the song too. I don't know. Yeah. But this is sort of like that, only different. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. You can tell you were a chiropractor. That's right. Okay. Here's the name to remember: Frank Tilton. 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 You never come up with Davis or I know. Smith well, they or gotta Jones. Well, they got to have something different. So Tilton. Frank Tilton was a veteran mule skinner. He was the first teamster to see the new steam tractor, which had just arrived in Daggett, California. Uh. Tilton had brought a load of borax into town with his wagons and 20 mule team. And then he was on television with Ronald Reagan. That's exactly okay, right. Yeah. So he By looked, the way, your son's not old enough to know what we're talking he's about. Probably not. Twenty Mule Team Borax yeah. with Death Valley Days. It's an old TV show that was a western. Oh yeah, these darn great. kids. So anyway, he looks at that and says, "What's that?" And there's two men working on this three-wheeled steam engine, and they went on with their oiling and their working and tinkering. And one of the younger guys swung himself to the ground and put out a greasy hand, and he said. My name is Jim Vance, and this steam tractor and I are going to run you and your mules out of the borax hauling business. Boy, that's kind of a rude way to start a friendship. It's kind of like how you treated me when you came on this program. (laughs) So Frank Tilton says, oh, yeah. And he cut a fresh chew off his plug with uh-huh. his fancy Barlow knife and carefully wiped and folded the razor-sharp blade before answering. And my wife is very appreciative that you don't chew anymore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just so you listeners know, I never chewed. <laughs> so here's what he says, and and this is a, a way of saying... Um, you might just end up dead. He says, whistling you a graveyard spot, ain't you? So that, that was subtle. Yeah, yeah. So Jim Vance uh, says, you know what? He said, I've been running tractors in the wheat fields for the last few years. They're doing good. And the threshing, they're in the east. And uh, But old uh, uh, Tilton says, you know what? This, isn't a, this ain't no wheat field. Now, what year was that? Um, yeah, let's see. It's in the late 1880s. Okay. And they were using the tractors, per se, in the wheat wheat fields fields. in California. Right. So he brought it out here. Okay. Okay. 
Right. So both Vance and Tilton headed for the borax works the next morning. Uh, the trip to Death Valley went smoothly. One wagon was uh, piled with coal, the other with general supplies, and Frank and his mules led the way, keeping about a half mile ahead of the tractor. Yeah. Well, the big vehicle chugged across the desert, pulling two special heavy-duty cargo wagons and a water cart. And the ground was hard, steering was easy, the front wheel was turned by a worm gear at the end of a long rod, which in turn was hooked to a large crank on the firing platform. Now, giving the crank a twist now and then kept the front wheel headed in the right direction. Oh, that's okay? good. I mean, if so, you're headed for a cliff, it's yeah. always good to have that. So you can kind of picture that. Yeah. It's like a tricycle yeah. gear. Sure. Okay. Well, as he watched the tractor grinding steadily ahead, Frank Tilton became convinced that he and his mules were finished. Figured, really? Yeah, he said this, thought this was it. So he figured steam would pull borax wagons from now on. No need to feed and water or hitch and unhitch and... Uh, you know? Well, yeah, but depending on the terrain, well, couldn't he see? Didn't he have farsightedness to see they couldn't go up hills? Well, and... we're going to get to that. Oh, I figured we would. <laughs> I knew. So, anyway, uh, every night a mule skinner, you know, had to unhitch, hobble his mules, feed them, build a fire to cook his supper, and, of course, not so with a steam tractor. You just got off and let the steam go down. And then you had to build a fire to make the your next supper. morning, yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, all Vance had to do was turn the steam valve and shake down the fire. Then the engineer cooked his chow by shoving a long-handled pan through the fire door into the boiler. That's how they cooked the dinner. Yeah. So well, they that, had their own oven. <laughs> well, and Frank says that darned Vance. Darned. Darned Vance. You sure that was the verbiage that was used? I, absolutely. It I says see. right here. Yeah. That darned Vance sure had it nice. No ornery jug-headed mules to pamper. No harness, galls, nothing to do but just enjoy the scenery. Ah, uh, yes. Okay? Well, the big machine pulled into the borax works without incident. Tilton was ready to quit for sure. His 20... Best mules could only pull a load of about 38 tons of borax. Okay, And how much tonnage was the tractor? Okay, we're going to get to that. When the steam engine was hooked up and given a trial run, it shuffled along easily with 60 tons. Double. Yeah, so about double. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, and, of course, it could go night and day. It, you know, it never got tired. Sure. So, but the day after the trial run, the big engine was given its first full-scale test. Okay, now we're getting down to the meat. Okay, just to catch our listeners up, Frank Tilton is the mule skinner. Jim Vance is the steam engine tractor guy. Okay? It's a good thing he didn't start the Hilton Hotel, because then they'd be called the Tilton Hilton. Tilton. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Oh, anyway. So Frank and his 20-mule team, they take the lead. Okay, they're heading out. Uh, and then there's two guys, there's two guys, Vance and another guy with the tractor. Everything went pretty smooth for the first two days. Then the boiler began to spout hot water and steam. This isn't good, is it? No. Okay. Vance and the blacksmith worked, uh, the guy that was with him worked most of the night trying to weld a hole in a tank how or something. They, how did they weld back then? You know, I, when they said that, I thought, yeah, how do they weld it? You're get, supposed to look these facts up. Uh, and, and that's a good question. I'll Thank see you. what I can find out. I wish you would. Okay. So Vance had figured that the water used to fill the tanks at the plant would be pure enough for the tractor's boiler. But he'd forgotten to allow for the alkali effect the constant oh. boiling off the steam would have. Okay, So the boiler tubes were crusted inside with strong desert alkali, which ate into the metal oh. just like a mouse eating into cheese. This is going to be bad. Yeah. 
So about sundown, a few days later, Vance uh, tooted his whistle to signal that he was in trouble. Tooted. Tooted. His whistle. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> so Tilton he- held up with his mules and waited, and he was just a mile away from his favorite campsite near a place called Sugarloaf. Ever heard of that? In California? Yeah, somewhere down there. Where is that in proximity to where they used to cross the desert? I, well, it's down through the Mojave area somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but the tractor failed to put in an appearance, so Tilton turned his team around, headed back down the trail. With the, with the heavy wagons? Yeah. Yeah, and there sat the miracle of steam as dry as a bone. Uh-oh. So after eating, Tilton hooked uh, two spans of mules to the water cart and headed across the desert in the darkness toward a place called Gravel Well. Well, just as the sun rays were breaking across the top of the Black Mountains, Tilton returned with the water. So Vance. Had so he went, the guy with the mules went, went and got the water for, for the, the steam engine. Yes. And all the while he was going, nah, 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 <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, so anyway... Uh, time he got back, the Vance had some beans and some coffee cooked, and so at least he fed him. So once more, Tilton took a, a short uh, sleep, uh, but he's kind of bad-tempered at this time, not having slept much all okay, night. Okay, so this is the guy that's running the steam engine. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so they started heading out again with his 20 mules, leaving uh, Vance uh, to follow at his leisure, yeah. the steam engine. And later that day, the hard-packed section of the desert was left behind. The tractor followed the wagon tracks into a batch of soft and shifting sand. This isn't good, is it? And the big vehicle stalled. Okay? Uh-oh. So again, Tilton was called to rescue, uh, so it took all 20 mules to pull the iron monster from the grave it had dug with its rear drive wheels. You know, and you get the idea here, folks, that maybe the guy with the mules should have probably said, that's tough, Adios. Charlie. You're trying to replace my yeah. job. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, They'd barely, uh, they had barely been accomplished with another leak when another leak was discovered in the uh, boiler. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this meant uh, another night trip for Frank to get water. He went again to Whoa. go get water for him. Uh, and then a two-day... More alkali? Yeah, yeah, it was the alkali was causing the problem. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, <laughs> in fact, Frank Tilton said this uh, uh, tractor was as cantankerous as any mule he'd ever Well, owned. by the time he got done turning his mules around and getting all that water, he yeah. could have been where he wanted to be. Right, yeah, he would have been done. But So next, they came to a steep grade. Here we go. And it was uh, too much for the tractor's three wheels. Vance piled sandbags on the front wheel, trying to hold it down. But now, can you imagine this? The front end is bucking, coming up in the air. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, and the guy's standing on the platform. Yeah. This is not boating well. And eventually, it just simply squatted down, blocked this narrow canyon. Well, uh, this time, Tilton unhitched his mules yeah. and made camp, and then he went back. He went once back again? More. This is the third time. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, the desert is dry most of the time. Uh, but that night it rained. Oh. Well, the water tore down the steep canyon, upset the tractor, tipped it over, and washed away the entire payload of borax that they had loaded. The three men and 20 mules were safe thanks to Tilton's choice of a good campsite. Wait a minute, back up for a second. When borax got tipped over and the water hit it, what did it turn into, like a huge bar of soap? Or what, what are we you talking know, about here? I, I, I can only imagine it had to be, like, bubbly, because that's what it used it for. It was long. How many ton of that stuff was laying there? Well, he was carrying, like, what, 40 ton? 40 ton of borax. Yeah. What is borax, anyway? It's just a chemical that is used in laundry and soaps. Oh. 
I've said, and I looked it and up. And then I suppose you're going to end the story by saying everybody in Placerville, <laughs> California, came down there and washed their <laughs> and clothes. Had, had yeah, okay. Anyway, so like I say, it's it, the tr- the mules were safe. So at daybreak, the mules were led to the rescue. They tipped the tractor back up, but the rain had left the canyon floor so slick. As laundry soap, he says, the iron wheels just spun, but the tractor couldn't move an inch up the wash. Oh, my. The only way it goes downhill. So back it slid to the borax works in the valley. The mules had won. The huge tractor sat there until it was sold in 1909 to uh, some people that had a mine. Its new owners tried to use it to haul ore. Okay, um, but it did poorly on its first trip, barely making it over uh, a grade. And anyway, the tractor was, you know, sick. It was the wrong treatment. Uh, anyway, uh, when it was converted from a coal burner to an oil burner, the new fuel burns too hot for the old. And actually, the the tractor was named Dyna. Okay, so Dyna's alkali crusted inner workings just ruined it. So on its second trip. After daylight, um, it uh, it actually blew up. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that? Yeah. So 20 mules hauled the battered remains off the side of the road into the sagebrush, and it was still a traffic hazard because uh, every mule skinner passed it just nearly l- uh, killed themselves laughing at this tractor laying on its side. So is this tractor still there today? Well, uh it says that um, this Jim Vance actually went back east and became a locomotive engineer, <laughs> got on a, a real train. He was a real wizard at yeah. this. and he rode the Wabash Railway. Really? Never said much about it. And his... then that's where he wrote that famous song, The, the Wabash, Wabash Cannonball. Cannonball, yeah. And he never talked much about his Death Valley days. Ah. Uh, you can he see He was why. pretty embarrassed with it. Yeah. How long did they continue then using mule teams I'm, to haul the board? I'm going to talk about that a I little bit I figured you were. We yeah. still have time. Yeah. But years later, about 1932, after the valley became kind of a winter tourist attraction, there was a guy named Ed Grimes and Harry Gower of the Pacific Coast Borax Company. They dragged the steam tractor to a place called Furnace Creek Ranch. <laughs> Okay, and there she stands today. Really? Yeah, a silent tribute to the 20 mule teams, and those long-eared beasts beat her fair and square with a little help from the desert. So they dragged this tractor to this ranch, and it's still there today. Yeah. In what uh, town? Near what town? You know, I don't know, because this is an old article. I see. This uh, this article is clear back from 1962. Oh, wow. So it's been a while. But I just wonder if it's near any place that yeah, I've been down I, there. I don't know. Yeah. But I want to talk to you a little bit about 20 Mule Teams. Yeah, go ahead. Okay? So uh, 20 Mule Teams were teams of actually 18 mules and two horses. Okay. Why they the had two, two horses? horses? Well, uh, I'll get to that. Okay. It's always I'll get to that. <laughs> and if I don't, you'll forget. Okay. So they were taxed to two large wagons that ferried the borax out of Death Valley. And this was from 1883 to about 1889. Okay. They traveled from mines across the Mojave Desert to the nearest railroad spur, which was 165 miles over in Mojave. Wow. Now, you've been to Mojave. And it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
the wagons were among the largest ever pulled by draft animals, and it carried what they call 10 short tons. And I'm not exactly sure what a short ton is. I'm Whoa. sure some of our it's listeners It's just scant of being almost 11 <laughs> almost, tons. <I> <laughs> so in 1877, six years before 20 mule teams had been introduced into Death Valley, there was a guy named Francis Marion Smith and his brother, and they had shipped their company's borax in a 30-ton load using two large wagons and then a third wagon for food and water drawn by a 24-mule team. Let me ask you, where was Borax, where was it found, and what was the headquarters for loading all these wagons anyway? Um, There was a town, Daggett, California. Daggett, California. Yeah. And... Whereabouts is that down there in that area? You know, I, I should have looked, checked, checked on a map, but it's down there along and, the Mojave and, and Desert that's somewhere. That's where the borax was basically found and loaded onto the. I believe that's wagons. right. I I got to check on that. See exactly where that came. Okay. But uh, so this twenty-four mule team uh, took it one hundred and sixty miles across the desert. But now picture this: the rear wheels measured seven feet. Seven feet. That's just a little taller than you and I, Zeb. Yeah. Shaquille Uh, (laughs) O'Neal. But the tires were made of one. They were one inch thick. Uh, The wagon bed measured 16 feet long, six feet deep, constructed of solid oak. Had to be strong. That's a heavy wagon. So they weighed just alone without a load was 7,800 pounds. Empty. And 20 mule team. Yeah. Okay. But the first wagon was called the trailer. The second wagon was called the tender or back action, and the tank wagon brought up the rear, which was like food and water for the mules mules, and and for the people. Uh, So this whole thing stretched out about 180 feet. That's how long this wagon train was. 180 feet. Yeah. And then they had a 1,200-gallon water tank was added to supply, like I say, the mules for the water, and uh, they would refill this water tank at uh, springs along the way. How long was a typical trip from point A to point B? You know what? I think I'll get to that, too. <laughs> here we go. So, yeah, I, I think it's in here. Okay. okay. You know, the teams that outbound from Mojave pulling the empty wagons hauled their own feed and supplies, which were, and this is pretty smart, they, uh, they dropped off at successive camps as the outfit traveled, and then the supplies would be on hand to use when the loaded wagon came back the other way. Really? So that's pretty smart. You know, you take your supplies and drop it off at every maybe three that's or four spots. You, that's what you do when you go to St. George. You I know. leave food at Fillmore. And you leave- <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> but horses actually were called the wheelers. Okay. Now, they, they were the two closest to the wagon. Yeah. Okay, and they were ridden by one of the two men generally required to operate the wagon, and they were typically larger than a mule. Now, I found this interesting, but what what happens is the horses uh, would actually kind of start the wagon moving, really, and then the mules would take off and and continue pulling. Okay. But it's the horses that kind of actually. Gave it the initial start. Really? Okay, okay, we've got a caller with a quick question. It's got to be fast because we're almost out of time. Caller, real, real fast. Go ahead, please. It's fast. Uh, Daggett is about 12 miles southeast of Barstow. Okay. Uh, do you know the area pretty well? Uh, I've been through there several times years ago. Uh, not that familiar with the mines and stuff at all. Okay, real quick answer to this, because I am short on time. Is borax is conducive just to that basic area? 
as far as I know. Okay. Sir, appreciate your thoughts. Thank you very much. There, now you heard and it from an I okay. appreciate your program and especially Dr. History. All right. Thank, thank you. you very much. Okay. Uh, okay. So the Teamster drove the team. Now picture this with a single long rein known as a jerk line. For all for eight, all of that. Eighteen mules and the horses? And the aid of a long black snake whip. Wait a minute, stop right there, Doc. Here you got a guy that's sitting on one of the wheeler horses, okay, and he's up close to the wagon. And up above him is somebody with a black snake whip. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> okay. Well, the Teamster usually rode what they call the left wheeler or yeah. the left horse. Okay. Because he's probably right handed to use the whip, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. But he could also drive from the trailer seat and work the brake when they were going down steep descents. That's a very important yes. thing. Now, the swamper, the other guy, usually rode the trailer, okay, okay. the back wagon. Yeah. And in hilly country, he would be on the back action available to... You got a picture of that? I don't. Uh, well, actually, I do. I've got a picture uh, let of... Let me uh, see that. Take Holy a look at cow. that. We've only got a minute left here. Okay, let me finish this real quick, okay. Deb. Okay. So the back guy would work the trailer, uh, the brake on the trailer. Now, from the trailer, armed with a can of small rocks, he could throw rocks at a mule that maybe wasn't paying attention. Okay? Uh, but both men were responsible for readying the team, feeding and watering the mules, veterinary cares, repairs to be done. Uh, there was a midday stop to feed and water the mules in harness. And the night stops had corrals and feed boxes for the mules. And a day's travel averaged, and you asked about this, about 17 miles. And it took about 10 days to make a trip one way. Wow. Okay, so ten day, twenty days round trip, but they actually constructed some cabins along the way uh, for the teamsters to use uh, when they'd stop at night. I got to interrupt you because I'm out of time, but we got to talk more about this. This is really interesting. Yeah, do you like the? You see that picture? Of the, yeah, and of look China? at the the tractor itself with those heavy steel wheels. That's Huge. a big heavy dude right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah.